Hello, my name is Jim. This is my podcast, The Bloody Vegans. You're very welcome to it. Each week, I'll be traveling ever deeper into the world of veganism, discovering along the way a multitude of viewpoints from the political and ethical to the practical. I'll be doing this through a series of conversations, each aiming to further illuminate my understanding and hopefully yours of all things plant centric. In this week's episode 5, I'll be speaking with Celine Lee, the owner of Cocalico Patisserie, a UK based patisserie company. Um, which is all plant-based. Uh, Celine trained in uh, Paris um, in a kind of non-vegan patisserie world. This was pre, uh, pre-moving to a vegan lifestyle back in 2016. Uh, and when she moved to the UK, uh, she made the switch to a plant-based patisserie company. I hope you enjoy the conversation. This is me and Celine Lee. first kind of question I'd love to get into a little bit with you is like where you not necessarily started your vegan journey but where did you start becoming like a patissier where did you where did you start oh well it goes back a few years ago so I wasn't supposed to be a pastry chef initially uh, after I graduated from my A-levels in France uh, I was supposed to be a nurse so I went to right. nurse school uh, for nearly three years and basically I quit uh, a few months before the degree uh, because I I didn't like it I mean I didn't feel like it was meant for me sure and I told my family that all I want to do is is cooking I want to be in catering right. so after that I joined a catering school for three years yeah and I wasn't supported uh, straight away by my family because okay. you know I'm as you can see I'm Asian yeah. and in Asian family, uh, they are very familiar with uh, catering. Sure. So they always thought, oh, that it would be too exhausting for me and I should carry on doing something else that is more uh, rewarding in terms of, you know, uh, money. Basically. Yeah, right. Um, but I really uh, enjoyed my catering um, school. And mostly I, 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 I fell in love with pastry right so uh, after i graduated from the catering school i i worked um in uh, in pastry shops basically sure and also some michelin stars so yeah. this is where i got the, the discipline and uh the the, the detail for yeah for cake and is is I, I i'm imagining so like in in france it was in paris right yes so it's, it's an incredibly competitive market is it like the pastry chef kind of yes. world yes yeah? yeah well in france uh we are known for being yeah. the best pastry chefs in the world yeah um but i never liked uh those stars you know i wasn't sure. i wasn't uh fit to be in this uh in this how to say this area because you know uh, it's it takes a lot of courage Right. And uh, and and work to yeah. to to be to be kept at the top. Yeah. So yeah, I, I have some experience in those Michelin style, but it's really hard. You know, uh, have you seen at the TV when chefs yeah. are crying on, in the toilet? Is it's it's a real story. Yeah. So, but um, I, I I knew that I needed to get uh, those skills first, um, and. 
and but I just carry on on working uh, from places to places. Yeah. Uh, I d- didn't only do Michelin stars. I did a few patisserie like shops as well. Yeah, sure. And sure. Um, I, I was more like into small businesses, right, yeah. Where I could really uh, uh, dig into my creativity. Okay. Uh, yeah. It makes sense yeah. because when you work in those Michelin stars, for example, you you only do like. Uh, small jobs uh repeatedly and you don't really see where where it will carry you sure mm. sure and do you, do you i suppose in the bigger places do you not have a, quite as much contact with the kind of like the the end product the person who's kind of enjoying it so do you not get that instant feedback quite as much or i know well when you're at the bottom of the how do you say like you know when the ladder when, if you like yeah, yeah. Ex- exactly yeah. you don't get any uh uh rewarding or uh of feedback yeah you just get like yelled at and <laughs> and that's it right. you just have to do it yeah and and that's the best part of being uh today my own boss if i may say yeah it's like it's very rewarding yeah and some people are just m- not meant to be in a hierarchy you know yes uh, yeah sure yeah so so how long was the process of like from like dropping out of kind of the world of medicine and, and moving into uh, to becoming like a fully trained pastry chef. How long was that process? Was that uh, a couple of years or how did that? Well, uh, it, it, so when I quit the nurse school, uh, I joined the catering school like maybe three months later. And the catering school is three years. Right. And uh, it was, uh, I think I've got my, I think I graduated in 2000. 11 okay yeah so so basically i can say i have 10 years of experience sure sure uh but uh but also i i'm also self self-taught as well okay uh mostly about because now i do plant-based so this this is not the kind of uh training that you get in france no well that is that that i'm absolutely fascinated with Mm. so when at what point did you decide were were you you weren't vegan at the beginning of this journey no no i only went vegan when i uh when i went when i was um in uk okay um so my last job in france in paris i was actually working as a chef Sure. Uh, so I was alone in the kitchen. It was a place called Maison Bron. The, the place has closed down since, but yeah. I was alone in the kitchen. And every day I had to prep uh, like uh, the meal of the day, some soups sure. and salads, and also some desserts. And uh, it was, uh, I think it was in 2015. And um, th- this place uh, was... Uh, gluten-free and mostly vegetarian okay so uh it it kind of uh interested me yeah. uh and because every day i had to create something different uh based on vegetable right. uh so at first it felt like a, a challenge as a chef yes very challenging yeah. and because you know i, I wasn't a very uh, vegetable eater yeah so sure. for me it was very challenging and I just discovered a lot of vegetable that I wouldn't eat before. Like just to be silly, but uh, cauliflower, I, I used to hate it. But now it's my favorite vegetable because there's so many things you can do with a cauliflower. Yeah. So, so yeah, I was, uh, I was basically a vegetarian chef. Sure. But it, it goes beyond that. You know, when every day you go to work and you have to... Uh, work with your brain and create some delicious dishes with plants 
uh, you kind of do your own research as well. So I was uh, researching on on the vegetarian lifestyle and and then got into watching some documentaries about yeah. Uh, you know, in Netflix, they are very good sure. for that. You know? <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah. And I think the first uh, show I've seen was uh, Cowspiracy. Yep. And, uh, oh, but there's one more uh, very important thing that happened at the same moment when yeah, I was working. Sure. Uh, I found out that I was uh, lactose intolerant. Oh, okay. And because I, uh, there was a time I couldn't move my wrists. Right. So I went to see a neurologist. Sure. And he basically told me that I I was dairy free, right? Because apparently Asian from when they reach reach a certain age, they can't digest lactose anymore. Okay. And for me, I was like, really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it all started like uh, from that, right? You know, like okay, so like it was starting to kind of almost piece itself. Yeah, together. yeah. Like so many <laughs> things made sense. Yeah. Like oh, okay, uh, but. In a way, as a pastry chef trained, uh, it's hard to think of uh, of giving up milk. Basically, you know, yeah. first, you know, as as a as a girl having uh, grown up in France, yeah. uh, I've eaten uh, not soy milk, but for dairy all my teenage life. Yeah, sure. And then uh, my knowledge of pastry is with milk and butter and eggs and all the things it's not like vegan pretty integral yeah, isn't yeah, it to that? so suddenly I, I had to question myself about mm, about me basically and what yeah. i can eat and because you know i'm very fond of food in general so it moves uh it moves you a lot yeah you know? and, uh, and but but yeah, after doing those research and watching those documentaries, it was just, I, I felt something, you know, and yeah. it started to move. But I, I still wasn't vegan or vegetarian. It was because in France, it's really hard to. Yeah. Uh, but not only just in France, even like uh, as myself, as the way I've been educated, uh, uh, you know, your family and the culture mm. is so. I didn't, uh, also I, I believe that um, we don't have all the same compassion for animals, yeah. you know, like you can show the same movie to some people and I'm, I'm pretty sure some people won't care. So yeah. it's not, yeah. and, and you can't blame them. Uh, obviously for me, uh, I, I care, but, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. but, but I can't blame the other people who don't. You know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's only when I moved to UK that, uh, I, I, because in UK, uh, we are much more aware about, uh, animal welfare. Yeah. And f for me, it was easier to, to move past uh, yeah. the other side. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And did, did you have to essentially kind of reteach yourself everything you'd learned before yes. as a pastry chef? Like, oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. Like. But it, it wasn't uh, as difficult as you can think of because right. dairy, uh, I think, is the most easiest uh, thing to substitute. Okay. Uh, that's, uh, I mean, it's much more difficult to substitute eggs than dairy because right. dairy, you have so many options 
oh with coconut soya yeah 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 um and but also i was very familiar with soy milk from the beginning because uh, my my dad used to used to make his own soy milk and it okay. was the only um milk it was the only soy milk that that i could drink yeah and he used to make it you know in small batches and i used to to go and and sell it yeah you know so it was okay. it was funny um but yeah soy milk is like the the best uh, milk to uh, to use in in cakes i, yeah. I mean for, for what i do right yes right mm. okay and and how about eggs like eggs how um, do you substitute you, you know it, it takes a long a lot of research as well yeah. but uh but uh for example in asian uh culture mm. and food uh we don't eat many dairy or or eggs a lot okay. of meat but uh, uh there's a lot of uh, dessert that are mostly based uh on fruits right yeah sure and um so there's this agar agar uh, the powder that comes from seaweed uh, okay. uh, like a plant-based uh, gelatin and I remember uh, using this agar powder to make like coconut uh, coconut custard ta- uh, yeah like a like a dessert yeah and uh, and I I found out that you could make a lot of dessert base with this powder sure yeah, and that's how I came up with the custard tart. Yeah, mm. yeah. Oh wow. Okay, yeah. it's, it's amazing. It must. Yeah. yeah, it just feels like um, it must have been, yeah, a lot, a incredibly difficult transition. But like the way you describe it, it sounds yeah. like but, it was relatively easy. Yeah, but for example, just a, a recipe as simple as pancakes. You would okay. think uh, that pancakes without eggs is impossible, but but if you do, it's just if you do just flour, uh, a bit of uh, baking powder, sugar, sure, sure. and 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 plant-based milk, it works just fine. Like yeah. So many things they don't need egg at, in the first place. Yeah. So yeah. that makes sense. Uh, have you kept in contact with any of your old kind of connections from from the world of like Parisian pastry yes. sh- uh, sort of chef? Thing? Yes. Yes. Um, and and how how have they felt about your transition? Have some of them come along with you, or are they not so not um, so um, uh, kind of receptive? Well, uh, so it's funny that you ask because uh, I've been in this Facebook group. It's called uh, uh, Translated. It 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 means uh, pastry chefs in the world. Yeah, and I've been on this group for I, I don't know many years. Yeah, sure. Uh, but you know, like y- you're in a group, but you don't really post. You just read yeah. the yeah. feed. <laughs> yeah. And uh, lately, uh, I think it was this year. Uh, I found there was many uh, chef uh, doing uh, interested in vegan recipes because obviously you know some uh, some of them are business owners or they have a shop yeah. or. They they work in a high end place, and there was more and more interest in in veganism, vegan dessert, and how yeah. even like the, there's a um, uh, the World Cup of pastry. They have uh, right. they had to do a, a vegan dessert, so there's more and wow. more interest. And so uh, a few months ago, I decided that I had to introduce myself and yeah. say, "Hey, I'm on this group for about." Uh, I don't know, five years. Yeah. Uh, I just want to say that uh, I'm a pastry chef and here's what I do and my pictures. And some of them were like, wow, that's really impressive. And 
and uh, good luck and congratulations. Like I will, I always define myself uh, as a non, um, like I'm not a, a three star pastry chef. You know, right. I I prefer to be closer to the customer than I want my cakes to be uh, accessible to anyone. Sure. You know, so my cakes will never be like you know. Uh, sculptures of sugars and and golden dust yeah. like it's it's not glitter to your eyes yeah but what i do is uh somehow comforting and it means something you know yeah and and those pastry chefs they just replied saying don't say that i mean you you've got you are talented and you obviously uh are you obviously are passionate about what you do and yeah what and we can see that so yeah it was kind of like um rewarding for me to, yeah, bet. yeah almost like know, validation yeah yeah exactly validation yeah. from my uh, uh how do you say fellows yeah um, like yeah. Your, your peers in Exa- that exactly kind of, that yeah world. yeah so i was oh that's you know <laughs> i was happy yeah, yeah, absolutely. So mm. when you when you you moved over here, mm. um, you've you've done all this training. At mm. what point did you think? Do you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna run my own business. I'm gonna turn my my passion for yes. kind of plant based foods and and you know beautiful patisserie. I'm gonna mm. turn that into a business. Yes. Well, that was so. I arrived in in UK in 2016. Uh, basically, uh, we arri- I remembered always because. We moved here since uh, the day after you guys voted Brexit. <laughs> but Don't include me in that. <laughs> I definitely well, didn't. I see you. You British. You know. No, I know what you mean. But uh, so I, so my first job uh, in in Reading uh, was to, I, I was head baker in uh, Nipsey's. Is the gluten free? Oh yeah, yeah, I know, uh, Coffee shop uh, in town center, uh, and. Uh, you know, so she, uh, the owner, she has her recipe, which which are great, and but I kept seeing like demand for vegan, yeah. and even me at some point, I I just wanted to experiment on vegan baking, and but the the thing that got me to change was when I turned thirty. Right. You know, when I turned 30, I was like, I need to do something with my life. Sure. And my partner uh, is also one of the reasons that I, I can do it uh, because like he has a full time job. He works in IT. So he supports me financially, but he always pushed me to do uh, what I want. Like, uh, aren't you tired to work for other people? Like, like you need to do something that you really like. Yeah, and sure. And also in UK, uh, there's something that uh, is very different from France. In UK, mm. you are allowed to run a, a food business from home. Yeah. And this is forbidden in France. Oh, really? So I was like, oh, okay, uh, okay. I'm going to try. So I yeah. just, uh, and Cocolico is just, my, it was um, my nickname on social media. Oh, okay. And it just sounds catchy, you know? Yeah, yeah, More. definitely. Uh, it could have been Celine's cake, but <laughs> but Cocolico sounds more. Uh, it's more catchy and and it kind of suits me. Yeah. Know. And d- did you find it difficult to kind of um, kind of make a name for yourself within the kind of local vegan community, or was that come kind of quite? Easy? I got really lucky because uh, as soon as I uh, created my business, uh, it was in February uh, two thousand and eighteen. Uh, in March, there was the first vegan market of Reading. Sure. And I just 
got uh, a stool there. And like, I remember because it was the 29th of March. Uh, and I remember I sold out like in three hours. And that was amazing. And this got me into the vegan community of Reading. Sure. And this is, and because it was like a monthly market, I got, uh, you know, more and more known in in the area yeah and then i was like i need i need more i, I want to be i want to travel in, uh, in uk so i found a way to to uh to do vegan festivals you know so i i, I used to like to go to birmingham portsmouth southampton everywhere basically yeah. uh because i want to bring the this piece of happiness <laughs> to people <laughs> yeah yeah mm. so do you find like particularly when you're doing kind of like markets and, mm. and um kind of festivals and things that mm. are kind of quite accessible to people perhaps in the who aren't necessarily vegan mm. do you find they respond really well to to kind of like you know patisserie and, and the kind of cakes i'd imagine it's quite a, a really nice entry point for people who are non-vegan who kind of feel like well these are the kind of things that i wouldn't be able to eat and so it's kind of like Oh wow, that's amazing! I can eat. Do you do you find you get a lot of non-vegan customers? I do have a lot of non-vegan customers because I uh, my uh, my chance is that not only I touch the vegan community, but also uh, the French community. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, um, and uh, in Reading particularly, we don't have any uh pastry shop yes and uh in france is a very common thing you know you have a bakery right. everywhere like yeah. anywhere you can go and buy a piece of bread or a custard tart custard tart is literally the thing that you eat every day in france yeah so um so i had this chance because so i uh, most of my customers uh who are not vegan are actually french Right. Okay. Yes. Interesting. Yes. So it's like a sort of comfort food for them. Yes. They're like, oh my God, I, I've never had a croissant for, let's say, for like um, ages or like a custard tart or a macaron or anything, yeah. you know, that, because they say it's, it's nice. I, I, they, they, I, I, we love cookie. We love brownies, but uh, it's nice to have something uh, a bit more special yeah you know yeah yeah mm. home from home kind yeah of thing. so like the, the i like the um the compliments that i get like it's like we don't come to you because it's vegan we come to you because it's just so good <laughs> yeah that's you know? that's amazing yeah do you find it's provoked some conversations with those people perhaps who aren't vegan have come to you because they like the french patisserie side uh, yeah i'll tell you what you know i've got a, a really good response uh in when when I do a vegan market, you sure, know? Uh, because in a vegan market, people know that it's vegan. Yeah. Or, or some that they 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 still ask, but I but I remember when uh, I used to do also, I still do non-vegan um, markets, sure, like regulars. Sure. Yeah. And uh, they they are a bit put off by the word vegan or plant-based yes. still you yeah. know still a lot of people there's a stigma around yes it. you yeah. know like because i've i've been in this community for for let's say two years three years now yeah. for me it's kind of natural uh you know it, it becomes natural but we still forget that 
vegan, vegans are only a minority yeah. of the population. Like I was uh, listening to a documentary uh, this morning um, before you came, and it, it was uh, the meeting between uh, the best butcher of France and uh, a lady who's vegan. Right. But at some point in the show, they said uh, that only 2% of French population are uh, vegetarian. Wow. Vegetarian? Yes, uh, I mean the veggie, that basically yeah, they yeah. don't eat meat. And I think in UK, we're more like 8%. Yeah. If I'm, I don't know, for sure. Even that's tiny though, yeah. isn't it? That, that's really tiny. Yeah. But uh, I, I really try to accommodate everyone. That's, I, I want, I'm a feeder. So yeah. I want to feed everybody. <laughs> yeah. You know? And what do you find like for the kind of the British market is probably the most popular thing. What's the kind of go-to? Uh, you mean what's their favorite cake? Yeah. Oh, uh, wow. Well, what's your favorite cake? Well, custard, custard tart <laughs> yeah, by a million Honestly, miles. the custard tart <laughs> is my bestseller. Yeah. Because I, I don't know what's about it. It's just like easy. It looks good. And even if I try to hide it, you know, like so people don't go <laughs> to it, they still see it and yeah. say, I want a piece of that. Probably because it's one of the things that you think you will never be able to have. Yes. Some people are like, oh my God, it looks like, uh, it tastes like those Portuguese tarts, you know, the pas- yeah, yeah. pastage de nata. Yeah. And uh, that, uh, by the way, I can make. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, because the taste is very eggy. And, yes. You know, the texture and also I use some real vanilla inside and that's what makes it really good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Macaron as well. Um, uh, they do really well because you can't find uh, vegan macaron. Like it's it's a very French thing, okay? Yeah. But vegan macaron are so tricky to make. Even I, like after two years, I still can't make them right sometimes. Yeah. yeah. So so yeah, it's um, probably custard tart and macaron. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah, they are the is is what is my be- my two best sellers at the markets. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And have you, have you seen over the last kind of two, two plus years that you've been in, in business kind of the, have you seen much kind of competition in that space as, as, as kind of not necessarily directly French patisserie, I mm. imagine that's fair, you know, she was still, pre, you know, really unique in that space, Mm-mm. but the kind of vegan desserts, have you seen that kind of growing like exponentially over the last kind of couple of years? Honestly, no. I no. mean, uh, I, I, um, I mean, I'm sure they are, you know, I can't say that uh i'm the only one because that's not true but i've never met uh another store uh trying with me at the same time yeah you know uh so so that that's why it, it gives me confidence in yeah. my products you know like going to a festival like like when i did veg fest yeah, sure. i was confident because i was like i'm the only french patisserie so like i so I know my product is is quite unique, yeah, and, and it's good. I believe in it. So, yeah. but and but in terms of co- competition, uh, I ha- I'm I haven't tried uh, any other patisserie. I mean, I, I've tried a lot of brownies and cakes. Yeah, there's and, lots of that. I suppose. Yeah, th- there's a lot, and yeah. some are really really good because. Sometimes I just want a brownie as well. Yeah, so, yeah. And, and I can't even make a brownie. Like, you know, <laughs> honestly, I've tried dozens of recipes. Really? And I, I can't make a brownie. <laughs> I know. So, yeah, I know. Uh, but, but, yeah. 
But, but I, I'm happy for competition, you know, because for me, it's not competition. If, you know, if they do vegan patisserie, it means that we are it's more, probably. you know, it's for the good cause. Yeah. I mean, it, and it means I, I got to try, you know, yeah. it means I got to eat and I don't have to bake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, like you say, ultimately, it means that, that it's growing, that the it's growing. Yes, of the, course. the community is getting bigger. Yeah. I don't see them as competition. It's mm. like we, we are all in the same boat, yeah. you know? Yeah, it's the same mm. message ultimately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even though we come at it from different angles, ultimately we want the same of kind course. of the same end of a you know mm. we want it, we want to get to a vegan world mm. if you like. So, Vegfest was that one? Of, is that one of the bigger events that you've done? Uh, yes, I've done two really big events for me this year. So the first one was Vegan Life Life, okay, in Alexandra Palace, sure. uh, London, and the second one was Vegfest uh, last month, yeah, uh, Olympia. And and what, when the, you've got an event of that scale. What what does that entail for you? From oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, uh, first of all, uh, a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, I'll Because bet. it costs a lot to be exhibitor there. Does like, it? Okay, uh, right. Just the cost of getting the, the just, spot. Just the, the pitch fee is, like, really, really, wow. really, really high. Like, okay, right. Like, I, I, I would say um, a lot of businesses couldn't afford to, sure. to, to, to do that. Okay. And uh, mostly for, for for me, it was a lot of mental prep because I'm alone uh, doing everything. Yeah. Okay. Obviously, I have my partner who sure. helps me all the time. You know, when when we have to drive, he he drives, so I so I can just focus. Um, yeah. But he drives me, and he helps me selling all the festivals or the markets because when we have a queue, you have to serve the people. But yeah, Vegfest was months of mental prep. prep okay and just prep also uh how to build the most beautiful uh, stall because it's all about attracting with yeah. the eye and making them coming back for more because it's good and imagine it's competitive there's a lot of sweet stuff going on at there's these a lot events. <laughs> there's a lot of cake yeah honestly. and every stall is more is prettier than the other so so it's not only the pitch but you have all the expense uh, that are linked to social media or marketing, designing, branding. Uh, th- th- you know, I I just remember, for example, for VegFest, you know, I had those walls yeah. for exhibitors. And um, most people, they put some banners, you know, uh, like sure. we, but I had uh, printed those um, pictures of my cakes, like high quality and to stick yeah. Uh, on the walls and it looks really cute very nice but there's so much to think about yeah. and also a lot of cakes to do basically yeah yeah because it's two days in a row so uh, on the saturday we were so busy all day we had the queue we had didn't have break until 4 p.m but uh i had we 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 came home and i had to bake more for the sunday wow so I I didn't sleep for like a week because I was too stressed. Yeah. So it's a it's it's a lot of work. And I imagine for you specifically, like you're not you're not kind of making a big batch of like you know it's not a massive tray bake. These are there's a lot of finite detail that goes yes. into your 
yes. your cakes. Yes. So like the the prep time, I imagine, just on the cakes alone must be colossal for an event like that, right? It's, it's crazy. Like, honestly, like I told you, I didn't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Still recovering now, I'd imagine. Yes, yes. No, but it was good. It was a great experience uh, and a good exp- I, I hope good exposure. I'm happy uh, to have done it because like even for me, the challenge is, is huge. Yeah. You know, it's like, like now I can say, oh, I've, I've done it, you know. And it's not something like it's not, like I, I'm. I can say I, I, I'm proud to have done it because it's, yeah. it's not a, a small festival. Yeah, yeah. And do you so. find these kind of events like lead to I don't know weddings, birthdays, stuff like that? Do people want you to kind of like? Uh, yeah, yeah. A lot of people uh, they ask me either to cater for weddings or birthday or if I deliver. But a lot of people are restaurant owners. Interesting. Yes. Okay. So they ask if I can wholesale, basically. Or some of them, they would add, uh, ask me if I can teach them as well. Are those areas that you're kind of interested in? Do you think yeah. wholesaling yeah. and teaching? And well, stuff? wholesaling at the moment, uh, not really, because uh, uh, the thing is, when I do events that are not really local, like London is not that far, but it's not. I can't say it's, it's local. Not the corner kind of yes, thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, it will be difficult for me to deliver to to London, sure. for example. Yeah. But 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 I, I go to London all the time, so there's some ways we can you know like sort sort thing out. But I definitely I already uh, started to teach uh, people. You know, I've, I've yeah, I've, I have uh, taught some two girls, a uh, teenage girl, yeah. to do like a three course menu. So I went to their home yeah. and we spent three hours uh, doing a, a three course menu. Uh, we start a main course and dessert. And uh, I have also taught uh, a lady to like two hours of pastry, like only focus on, on, pa- on pâtisserie. Yeah. So and it, it's it's something that I, I I'm starting to offer because there's a, a lot of demand, and also it's nice to see that uh, parents want their kids involved and uh, educated in in this uh, plant based uh, lifestyle. Yeah. yeah. No, that's that's amazing. I can mm. imagine. Um, uh, there would be a kind of like you're kind of almost a bit of a pioneer in this space. Like mm. you've kind of like like you described you've been brought up in the world of kind of patisserie and mm. then um and then have, have had to develop this kind of almost not new method almost or a switch of methodology so i'd imagine there's probably not many places where you could learn to mm. to be a sort of plant-based pat- yeah, uh, patisserie. Ma- ma- i'm pretty sure there are but but i i can't tell you uh, where <laughs> no they're not obvious <laughs> yeah no no i, I don't that's really cool. So, what's the what's the future for the for the business? Where where would you like it to kind of take well, you? Well, um, so uh, you know, I've told you that uh, I used to do festivals yeah. in all UK, partly because I like to travel. So, you know, going to let's say Brighton yeah. was a way for me to also spend a, a night in an Airbnb and visit yeah. Brighton, and I loved it. You know, but there's one thing that uh, that caused me an issue. Basically, sure. um, when I do those festivals, uh, the main question is, do you have a shop or where right. are you based? Right. I'm like, I don't have a shop. I run my business from home and I'm based in Reading. So people, are, they, they don't say it, but their question basically is like, if you're in Reading, why are you here? Because... Uh, my pro- my products cannot be delivered or posted 
because they're too delicate, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, so, and that's why I haven't done that well because people would say, "Oh well, if I can't have your product, then it's then I'm not going to try." Mm. So mm. I'm really thinking about uh, uh, creating a range of product that could be posted. You know, like maybe some right. some posh cake jars or something. Or I don't know, but I I would like honestly to be able to uh, post those macarons. You know, like a, yeah. a cute box of ten and just you know post it. Yeah, and and it would make sense uh, if I do those festival in Birmingham. Like you know, some people they still. Uh, message me uh, on social media and ask, "Oh, when are you coming back to Birmingham or right. to w- when wherever?" So, so yeah, that's that would be uh, something I'm I'm thinking about, like how to uh, get my product to the customers. Yeah. Um. And uh, but for for now, uh, I, I want to focus on my area. Yeah, and, and sure. make my. Uh, my support happy basically yeah no that's really cool <laughs> yeah. uh, outside of kind of like reading yes uh what kind of towns and cities have been most responsive to the to the kind of work you maidenhead do? yeah yes maidenhead yeah. is i have been the most uh, res- uh how do you say the, yeah it, it was a great uh yeah always a great market there um i can't really think uh, like right now, but I can only think of Maidenhead. Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reading and Maidenhead for me, uh, I've got a good response. Sure. Yeah, and London as well. Even Birmingham, they were very uh, receptive. Yeah. Uh, I think the uh, in the north they're really really friendly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Friendlier than down south. Yeah, yeah. No, it. it uh, I really liked uh, going. And I'd love to do something in Manchester or Leeds sure. as well, or Scotland. I I don't know, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think um, you'd ever kind of return to to Paris to kind of showcase what you do? I I, I already did. Did you? Yes. So wow. it was a year ago, right? Uh, for in December, yeah, December sure. last year, I did a Paris Vegan Festival. Oh wow! Yes, so it was amazing. So yes, I. I went there and we, we did the festival and I sold out all my cakes. And for me, it was nice because it was like a validation from the French. Yeah. You know? Yes. Yeah. And, but it was the same problem. Like people were like, oh, you're from England? But uh, but how will I ever right, get, yeah. get you eat your cake how can again? I eat this again? Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, yeah, I can imagine that's like, a, that's always going to be like a challenge if you haven't exactly. got like a postal service or a, like you say, like a, a shop or whatever. Um, so you, you mentioned like Cowspiracy was kind of, kind of the starting point, going back to your kind of like Mm-mm. your journey into Mm-mm. veganism. Mm-mm. Um, and then later you, you you talked about the kind of animal welfare side of things. Was it, so was it the environment that kind of like is probably that overarching kind of reason that you that you switched to veganism or was it kind of a bit of bit of everything really at this Honestly, point? Honestly, it's, it's a bit of everything. Mm. Like the thing I, I tell people is like, I didn't become vegan overnight, okay? Mm. Like uh, some people, they watch something and they say, okay, uh, tomorrow I'm vegan. Yeah. But on, for me, that was different. I, it's, it's hard for me to say, oh, I'm vegan for uh, three years, four years, two years. Yeah. Because it was gra- gradually. Sure, you, you know? sure. Uh, like 
like if you don't eat meat or fish during four months, and then after four months you you eat one thing, well, does that make you less vegan? Do you reset the clock or? Yeah, do yeah. you? Yeah, yeah. How, <laughs> how does that work? So yeah. for, for me, it's very difficult to to answer this part, but um, but I I can just say yeah, it went just gradually, you know. So first was not the meat but the dairy. Yeah. So, but most vegan will say, "Oh, I I gave up the meat. I went vegetarian, and then the but yeah. I still ate eggs, and then you know, like uh, like this." But for me, it was first the dairy, then the the meat, uh, then the eggs, and then the fish. Right. Like okay, like so fish the, is, the fish was kind of last. Yes, the, the fish is the last. Interesting. It, it's, it's the same thing I said about compassion. Sure. Yeah. Like you. I honestly was saying I didn't feel the same uh, for uh, a dog or a cow than for a fish or a prawn. Yeah. You know, it's difficult yeah. to to have the same feelings. But then you do those, this work of research again mm. on on the, um, uh, how to say, the life uh, in the water. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the marine life and yeah. why uh, why it's bad to eat. Well, I, I, don't, I don't like to say that. Like why we have to stop eating fish yeah and, be, and there's so many reasons it's not big uh okay so first fish has uh like you know wh- when you watch those documentaries you're like oh okay fish ha- are animals it's just they they live in the water okay yeah. they're just ignored but uh if if it's about the compassion that you don't have at least if if you have compassion for yourself yeah then you don't want to pollute your body sure you know like like uh like i mean uh, there's a lot of people who don't care about the feelings of a fish or something but they will maybe at least care of themselves yes and say oh but well a fish has plastic now so if i eat the fish then i'm eating plastic so at least i mean there's so so many arguments yeah. uh, i mean um so many reasons uh to that goes in our way yeah it's uh, it's interesting you mentioned that about that kind of like if you if you kind of don't have that natural connection exactly, with the animals yeah. or the environment mm. you kind of at least you know maybe you'll have that connection yeah. with yourself and I think you know if I take you see things go in spikes right so when something kind of comes out like mm. game changers has mm-hmm. just come out mm-hmm. and so I've I've had a lot of conversations with people since that mm. not kind of non-vegan mm. folk that I mm. I hang out with mm. who um perhaps the the animal message that maybe I've been yes. I've been trying to perpetuate with them or perhaps the environmental message mm. hasn't resonated mm. but seeing a sports person mm. who they they admire they hold up in kind of great regard doing that you know taking on that lifestyle mm. has suddenly kind of made them think oh maybe maybe I do need to mm. to think about, about a more plant-based diet mm. so do do you see like in your line of work, you know, you're being, you're, you're like on the kind of like the, one of the front lines, if you like, where there's like a pocket of like the vegan community out in force in a high street or, and, and do you, do you see a lot more kind of interest from like the, the passerby, the non-vegan folk almost off the back of a documentary like Game Changers? Is yes. there, is there kind of a bit more noise about it after that? Do you find? Um, I haven't talked uh, to people about Game Changer, mm. which have, I've seen by the way. Yeah. Um, but I can see uh, when I'm doing the markets that more and more people are always interested, you know, like, oh, how do you make uh, whatever? Like, how, uh, like, let's say, how do you make meringue without eggs? Right. Like, for me, it's natural, of, of, obviously, because I, I've been doing as every day. 
but but for you that's just how i make meringue yeah, now. yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> but people they are more and more interested because um now they can't ignore you know we used to say the word vegan and it didn't mean anything to anyone sure. like me first okay like like i remember as a young pastry chef uh, my boss lady was uh, making a beetroot cake uh, without eggs and i was like what are you doing like why are you doing that like, i couldn't imagine having a cappuccino uh, with soya you know no yeah uh, but but it's becoming natural now. Everybody knows uh, who uh, what 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 is a vegan, and and especially in UK, there's always vegan options. Uh, I mean, if you're lucky, uh, loads of vegan options. Yeah. and yeah, people are will be interested for any reason. But I don't think there's a good or bad reason. Like, mm. uh, if mm. you're vegan because uh, you want to be healthier, then then fair enough. Yeah, you know. Yeah, sure. I think that, like people's entry point is often different, but I tend to find as they go through the journey, we sort of all kind of converge. Mm. Like my entry point, very similar to you actually, was like I watched Cowspiracy. Mm. Um, for me, it was like the day after. Mm. I was like, that's it. Mm. I, I'm, not, I'm not doing that mm -hmm. anymore. I don't want to be part of that. Mm. I'd thought of myself as, you know, I'm a bit of an environmentalist mm -hmm. and then watched that and thought, oh, <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm really not. Mm. Um, and I hadn't... It's, it sounds t terrible now, but at the time I hadn't really thought about the um, animal welfare side of things and certainly not dairy and eggs. Mm. I'd naturally assumed, well, they're okay because nothing dies, you know, nothing dies in those industries, does yeah. it? Mm. And then you sort of like, as you go down that kind of rabbit hole and you find out more and more, you sort of then find out, actually, I'm not okay with the animal welfare stuff either. Mm. And... Um, and actually, like the health stuff, like I'm not okay with that either. Mm -hmm. If this decreases my chance of, mm. you know, heart attacks and all the rest of this stuff, then, then the, you know, so I, I kind of find people's people's entry points might be different, and that's cool. We just mm. got like mm. somebody wants to go for because they want to be like mm. Lewis Hamilton or mm. Novak Djokovic, then mm. go for it. You know, that's that's fine. But they'll probably eventually find out that they don't want to, you know, they don't want to harm the environment as well. That's, mm. that's, I, I don't know. That's what I, I, I tend to tend to think about it. Like, yes. I agree with you. I, the entry point doesn't really matter. Exactly. I mean, there's so many reasons of you know why you don't eat things. But like, like I can't. If you're eating eggs in front of me, I I, I won't say you anything. You know. Yes. Um. Because like I wasn't raised as as vegan. I was a proper meat eater. So who am I to tell you what you should eat or not? Yeah. You know, like like some people maybe they say that I'm not uh, an activist, but actually I am because of what I'm doing, you know, like because this is what I do every day and it's my way to to do my my part. Yeah, yeah, like know? making beautiful cakes for yeah. people is a form of activism. Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. I I've definitely learned that throughout this like the the process of doing these podcasts mm -hmm. is like uh, I definitely had this idea of activism as like holding a yes a placard yeah and like, me too you know going to a protest mm. and I've kind of slowly learned that activism isn't that no. it can be that mm. but it's not exclusively that <laughs> you know what what I say to people I, I used to say I don't do it anymore because I used to say oh you know I'm not an extreme vegan I I'm not on the street and and make people watch uh, cows suffering yeah. Um, 
but I'm still an activist in, in my way. Yeah. So. I think anything that makes anybody question something, and even if it is, I'm eating this egg custard tart, how was this made? Mm. I really like it. Mm. It tastes no different, if not better, than the one that I had two weeks ago, whatever. Mm. Why is it like this? How is it like this? Mm. You know, what, and, or even somebody coming up to you and saying, well, why do you do what you do? Mm. Or whatever, whatever questions you might get when you're mm. kind of selling a cake. Mm. That, that's all part of it, isn't mm. it? Like, if, if it makes somebody go home and question, mm. but like, you know, I was describing to you earlier, mm. like, buying a, a bunch of your your mm. kind of custard tarts and then mm-hmm. taking them to a group of other people it starts a conversation <laughs> just it, it does it does and but uh, but really like uh, now that you say that i just remember something like even in my own family sure you know they they didn't understand because like i remember we i had to bake for uh my family uh, 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 oh well there was this party and I was like, oh, do you need some cake? La la, I can make <laughs> a lot. And basically she said, we don't want your vegan cake. <laughs> oh, really? So that was really hurtful. <laughs> yeah, I bet it was. But, 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 but obviously now she, they're very proud and, yeah. and they have tasted. And they, they were like, oh, wow. It's like, like basically I've got natural talent. Yeah. Uh, but it's, yeah, even in your own family, the people you love, uh, it can be hard sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And did your family, when you first, well, I suppose you, like you said, it was a bit of a transition really, mm. but as they started to notice, like uh, well, how, did, how did they react to you sort of turning vegan? Not really. They, they don't really care, you know. Yeah. They, uh, if you're cool happy, then that, that's fine. They they're, were cool with it. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. They're cool. It didn't disrupt too many of those kind no, of like... No, because uh, because my, my sister-in-law, uh, she's vegetarian. Sure. And like she was for yeah. a long time before me. So they right. got used to it. They were used to that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Somebody eating something yeah. different at the dinner yeah, table. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, now, and, and also my grandmother is vegetarian. Oh, right. Okay. Yes. <laughs> So she hasn't eaten meat for like 25 years. Sure. So when I told her, she was happy. You oh, know? well, like, that's really cool. She was like, oh, cool. you do. Oh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah. And I bet she's a massive fan of your cakes. Mm-hmm. Well, um, she's very old, you know, so yeah. she didn't eat much. But Yeah. Cool. But, but yeah, she's, she's proud. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. I bet. So have you found that... Um, uh, kind of over the last couple of years, have you kept in contact with kind of like uh, people from your kind of old world back in, in, in kind of Paris and so on? Have you found there's, you mentioned it's a very small percentage that are, mm. that are vegan, mm-hmm. but is there is there any kind of shift? Like you mentioned there was a Paris vegan festival, for example. Yes. So do, do you, have you found that like with the rest of kind of, certainly in the UK, we've noticed that shift towards, and there's certainly a lot more conversation about veganism than there used to be. Do you find that's changing in, in France too? Um, well, I know that Paris is known as one of the best cities to be vegan right. now. Okay. You know, like, yeah, you sure. know, when you type, oh, best vegan uh, cities in the world. Yeah, sure. You wouldn't have, you would never have thought of Paris. Okay? No. But now Paris is in the top 10. Wow. I, so wouldn't, I definitely really wouldn't good. have. Yeah. But this is only Paris. Okay. Like okay. Uh, when I'm on Facebook, you know, uh, all those groups, uh, if someone say, oh, I'm going to France, I, I'm like, oh, if you're in Paris, you're fine. But if you're not, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yes. Yeah, it's, uh, I've heard like uh, uh, beyond Paris, it's mm. uh, particularly like... More well, Paris and areas. the major cities, let's say, sure. you know, Marseille, Lyon, Toulouse, 
Bordeaux is, is fine. But like on, really on the countryside, if you say you're a vegetarian, they'll still give you fish. Right. Mm. <laughs> okay, so the, <laughs> the mm. idea of like you might have to explain a little yes. bit about what but, exactly you But mean. there is definitely more interest, like sure. more interest. And also because the rise of the the plant-based, uh, plant, uh, the alternative meat, you know, yes. it has helped a lot as well. Well, I suppose like, like um, a bit like with sweet things, I think, mm. like if people have meat alternatives and, and kind of sweet things, they mm. get some nice dessert mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. some cake and so on. Yeah. They, they, I think they tend to be a little less resistant. Mm. But you can see the change uh, simply by going to the supermarket. Okay. You know, when you yeah. go to the supermarket and you see the, the vegetarian area, yeah. like is bigger than ever. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, and it's not only like a vegetarian, but all the healthy side as well. You know, like organic, local. Well, not local, uh, not really, because it's still uh, everybody is still working on it. Sure. Know, and also us in UK, but there is definitely interest, like a lot. Yeah. Mm. And how ultimately how how optimistic are you around our kind of like ultimate? For France, of, yeah. Well, France, I suppose France, but kind of for for the, for the world generally, you know, in terms of us like getting to this vision of like a vegan world. Well, um, it's a tricky question. I would say uh, it's not very optimistic because I think uh, we won't have the choice, basically. Right. Mm. We yeah. won't have the choice, but to be vegan because there'll be uh, no water environmentally uh, yeah like no honey anymore no, no bees we won't have the choice but to be vegan yeah you know i think uh after I, honestly i spend my days because you know the, the good thing about cooking is like you can watch stuff at the same time <laughs> yeah. and i keep watching those uh shows over and over again and it just says like there's no water anymore there's no there's no bees there's pollution and the plastic and blah 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 so honestly it's just, I think we won't have the choice but to, to be vegan, to yeah. survive. Yeah. You know, like, 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 uh, I know some people who say, oh, I, I, I'm eating meat because I know that uh, in 50 years there won't, there won't be any meat anymore. Yeah. Know? Yeah. You know? Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think you, you may be right that we, we may get there, but we may get there out of mm. less out of choice uh, and, and kind of more out of necessity. Mm-mm-mm. Um, yeah, it would it would be um, as much as I'd prefer it if people kind of made that decision of course, logically. Yeah, I, I think like it will. It, it's going to be hard for the population to decide themselves to become vegan. Yeah, and that's why uh, the and this the um, companies uh, industrial have well understood, and and that's that's how they make money because they focus those uh, this part of the population who have not given given up on meat yet uh those who what we call the flexitarians yes and yeah. that's why they're making a lot of money because those people they they know they have to uh reduce meat but yeah. they still want to enjoy it a bit yeah you know and uh and also the the rays of the plant-based uh alternative meat uh is is so high like have you ever tried the beyond meat burger yeah yeah it's crazy right yeah it's insane yeah yeah right so yeah you almost question 
is this are you absolutely sure yeah this is? I, I had to ask the waitress like are you sure you didn't <laughs> you i have mixed made, my order there up. was four guys at the table i made them all try um one of they say oh no it's me ah. it's, yeah it's almost scary right? yes yeah. so but 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 the other side is what is it made from and you know even the same the way as uh, people ask me when I do my case, oh, mm. what do you use? Oh, you use margarine. Oh, but margarine is palm oil and, you know, not yeah, really, yeah, it's, yeah. Not, it's not a real ingredient. Mm. Uh, so it's, it's a lot, uh, there's a lot of debate. Yeah. Go, yeah, absolutely. anything. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, definitely. There's, um, I think with it, whenever you kind of like, you, you go away from any kind of the norm, if you like, you, you almost open up more questions than you do answer sort of thing. Like, like you say, what, well, what are you making? It, like, it makes people skeptical. Like, what are you making this cake mm. out of? You know, like mm. that must be bad too. Mm. Right. Um, and obviously, if, you know, there's palm oil and all the other mm. kind of debates and discussions, but there's, there's definitely that, you know, what, almost this distrust, like people are quite prepared to kind of eat meat that mm. may be full of antibiotics mm. and, uh, all kinds of other mm. kind of um, uh, you know supplements and so on and so forth, but um, are nervous to eat something that is a kind of meat substitute that's soya based. Mm, exactly. <laughs> you know, because it's different. It's mm. it's not the norm. So Mm-mm. you know, um, everything every, everything in that space kind of challenges, doesn't mm. it? Where where people kind of people's kind of mm. accepted reality. It's like uh, I don't say the milk. I have a friend who say, who will say, oh. I'd rather eat like a, an ice cream uh, full fat milk yeah. than an ice cream vegan plant based. Okay, yes, yeah. but made of I don't know stuff that you can't even read. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think so. this, the marketing is so effective, almost particularly around like dairy, mm. that this there's this kind of like you see milk trucks go past right with mm. this kind of like idyllic scene of yes. like a couple of you know cows grazing in this field mm. and. And ironically, sometimes they're sat there with a calf as well. And you mm-hmm. think, well, that calf's clearly not getting the milk, is it? Because you know, it's in the truck. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is so effective, that marketing. You see it with kind of egg companies as well, don't you? Like kind of happy egg and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Like this idea that these chickens are like, they're just, it's just a natural byproduct, yeah. you know? And it's, it's, it's that disassociation. It's really not. Mm-hmm. And, and yet people are so almost nervous of soaking some oats mm. <laughs> in water and creating a uh, kind of an oat milk in inverted commas mm-hmm. if you like it's 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 fascinating how deep mm. goes right back to almost our, our childhood doesn't it what we're brought up with the images we see mm-hmm. you know but many people are are now doing some research about how to feed yeah. the planet mm. uh, i i've seen uh, some people they they do burgers from insects, for example. Yeah, sure. Yeah, like it's not vegan, but they say it's ecological and yeah. rich of protein and blah blah blah. So yeah, there there are creative people on this planet, I believe. But yeah, yeah I really think I I don't know uh, which uh, uh, I don't know which ideal uh, world uh, is gonna be or not, but I know that. Uh, the meat is uh, no, no. Actually, there was one question that I I wondered is how um, how can the meat uh, um, I don't know how to say that. You might have to do it. Yeah, that's no, fine. But like the meat 
uh, demand yeah. is higher than ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, at the same time, veganism is growing. It's fascinating, so, isn't it? Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, why is the meat is still growing and growing up? Like, for example, France yeah, have yeah. signed uh, something with Canada. You know, mm. uh, have you heard about uh, the? It's called CETA. So basically, right. they're gonna send hormone beef to France for cheaper. Right. Yeah. So beef grown in Canada with hormones and really in, uh, like, I, I don't know what they, <laughs> how they feed that beef is going to be sent to Canada. But like, because, because the, the, the demand of, for meat is higher than ever. But why is it so high? Uh, whereas veganism is growing. Yeah. Like it's, fa- I don't know. It, it's a fascinating subject and mm. definitely be smarter people than me. I think, is it because answer, we are more and more people? I, Maybe, and I think maybe like the, the the world's in an interesting place. Like it's quite a divisive kind of world right now, right? So mm. as much as, and I think you see this like online. I'm sure you have as well. Like the more you see posts about veganism, the more you pe- see people kind of actively rejecting mm. um, and almost going the other way. Mm. Um, and I think it's we've we we are kind of like in such a divisive place almost that people want to polarize themselves mm. and that almost associate themselves as far removed from veganism as they possibly can mm-hmm. i think maybe that plays a small part mm-hmm. i think there's also a uh you know the the marketing around meat protein mm-hmm. kind of it's almost this kind of like attachment to some sort of strange sense of masculinity I, I think there's all kinds of those those things going on. Um, and we've kind of, yeah, we've almost been, uh, I think society seems to have been marketed out over the last kind of, you know, few decades probably, that um, that the idea of eating meat three times a day is, mm. is quite a normal thing mm. to do, mm, 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 mm. which even if you're, whether you're vegan or not, if you go back, you know, back through history, mm. you know, this idea of like the caveman diet. Yes. You know, like a caveman wasn't eating meat three mm. times a day. You know, mm. they would generally probably actually not a hunter, but more of a gatherer mm. um, and probably occasionally mm. f- came across an animal that they could hunt, mm. um, which wouldn't have been mm. three times a day. Mm. But we've there's this whole like paleo kind mm. of caveman mm. like, and that's all attached to this kind of almost this men's health notion of like masculinity and all that kind of stuff plus the divisiveness. Mm. I think there's so much at play. It feels a bit like to me like um you know when you read in history like the the sort of the death throes of the cigarette industry. Mm. Like almost when the cigarette industry kind of knew that, that it's the writing was on the wall mm. that people were starting to uh shift their thinking. They started to realize actually mm. smoking's not very good for you. Mm. That that almost in that period it made the smoke the tobacco industry double down on some of the messages you know they started to buy in the doctors at that mm. point to say no smoking's great if you've mm. got a chest infection you know <laughs> get yourself 20 cigarettes you know like that kind of marketing almost doubled down and i wonder whether that's and it was effective for a period of time mm. at holding off the the kind of tide i wonder if there's an element of that like there's the meat industry dairy industries mm. and and perhaps in in league with governments you know are trying to hold back the tide mm. you see it with governments in policy now like uh, especially as we come up to an election mm. you know particularly even on sort of the i, I don't say the left side because i don't yeah. necessarily are left you know but if you take like a labor mm. 
uh, kind of uh, manifesto, they're desperate to protect the idea of farming and, mm. and animal agriculture mm. in amongst this message of environmentalism. Mm. And you think, well, hang on, there's a disconnect yeah. There, so it does feel like the, almost the the death throes of the animal agriculture. Pardon the pun, because it's quite feels mm. quite relevant, but um, of the animal agriculture industry. But that's just my take on it. I, yeah. don't, I don't know. <laughs> Smarter people than me. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've got <laughs> moving back to cake finally, because mm. I've got one kind of like final final question for you, Celine. So mm-hmm. um, there's there's lots of people I speak to who like. Uh, particularly actually like just this time of year so like post bake-off mm. right so the great british bake-off is a massive is <laughs> massive, it over now it's over now i ah, think okay. yes yeah. so a massive thing in british culture yeah. oh and, uh, in france too oh we, is it it's basically the same show the oh, same colors wow. is it the same uh, you know Do trailer they have a tent and everything uh, like i i i found out this on youtube like when i was I typing british bake-off, i was like oh my god this is the same as in france who copied who you know so they have a great french bake-off Yes, it's called uh, translated. It, uh, it 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 is like the best pastry chef, basically. Oh wow! Yeah, is it is it better though? Are they um, like like this is. This- uh- I don't know. I suppose it's, none of it's vegan, so it's I, not. You know, to be to be very honest, I don't have TV, uh, <laughs> right. so I only watched like the like the very first episode of yeah, like yeah. the first season of, of the British one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I used to follow the French one a yeah. lot. So I, I speak to loads yeah. of people who kind of are like really into it, like whether it's mm. a, you know kind of like day to day life, friends, family, etc. Mm. And um, lots of kind of budding bakers around, like if. And and for some people, they kind of I've even heard people say I could never go vegan because mm-hmm. I couldn't make the cakes that mm-hmm. I want to make. You know, what would be like your number one piece of advice, like top tip for those people? Well, first, I'd, I would say I can make the cake for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a better idea. Yeah, yeah do that. Buy it from uh, you. <laughs> and like I know this way, uh, he or she won't be disappointed. But like, no. It, like you can make a vegan cake and there's so many recipes even bbc they give a lot of vegan recipes on their website so yeah. get out there and try it yeah. don't be scared of it yeah like try try well don't try make your custard out I, I wouldn't i wouldn't <laughs> even attempt it i'll just buy it from you <laughs> no but definitely more a, a lot of people are want to uh get involved yeah yeah it's good well hopefully there will be learning kind of a great uh, french patisserie from you when you set up your uh your patisserie school well my dream like as every baker is to open my shop one day uh so let's see (laughs) well if we don't see you there soon at least we'll see you at um, our kind of local vegan market yes i always do i i'm now at the reading farmer's market amazing uh, often so Excellent. Yeah. And where can we where can we find you next? So well, uh, next, next, next. Uh, what I'm doing. Uh, so I do my afternoon tea monthly. You yes. Know? So okay. the next one is uh, on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, but it's fully booked. Uh, I'm advertising the Christmas one uh, tomorrow. Anyway, yeah. But so, but uh, I'm I'm doing the Reading Farmers Market uh, twice a month, and also in December there'll be uh, the second Reading Green Market Amazing. in Market House. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's, it's going to be like a Christmassy one. So really cool. I'll bring uh, loads of beautiful cakes. And, and, but mostly I, I always tell people that uh, I bake to order. Uh, it's yeah. easier, you know, like they want a cake, they order and they come to collect. Or 
pick up. It's easy. Very cool. Yeah. And you're on social media? Always, yeah. Website. Mostly Instagram and Facebook. Okay. I've I've tried Twitter, but I don't know. That's something is is becoming too hard. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like three at the t- uh, like Facebook and Instagram is already like sure. it takes time, you know, yeah. to do social media. Uh, but mostly, I would say mostly Instagram because it's just like pictures, pictures, pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's easy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'll. I'll and what's your advertise. Instagram handle? Uh, hashtag Cocolico. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, James. Thanks, Celine. Bye now. Bye.